This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. So I'm uh, watching the World Series game last night, and uh, those uh, Philly throwbacks just brought me sadness from 1980. <clears throat> they uh, said they last wore them in 1983, but... These are unis they wore in the 1980 World Series as well, in which they won. They uh, pretty pretty sweet looking. Oh, I know, I know, but it gave gave me sadness. But you're right; they're pretty sweet looking. Um, didn't uh, didn't necessarily help out. Didn't, didn't help them out a whole lot though, um, because they lost the ball game three to two. I don't know if they're going to mothball them or anything like that, because I think they but hadn't worn them and got almost. You know, 40 years. So you're saying that a uniform doesn't guarantee a win in a game, Chuck? Well, you know, it's, it's a contributing factor. How about that? <laughs> By the way, the uh, Red Raiders are going to wear throwbacks to uh, the Billy Joe Tolliver era. And uh, Coach McGuire talked about how he had been in conversation with Billy Joe and he said, he said in his day he was 4-0 uh, during his time at Texas Tech against TCU. Okay. That's good. We and, could use uh, some of that. Yeah, we could use some of that. So you'll have uh, have uh, some Billy Joe kind of throwbacks. You'll have a black helmet, white jersey, and red pants tomorrow. That'll be the uh, the combination. And also they're, uh, they're battling for the saddle. Uh, Coach McGuire is convinced that there's a, a conspiracy with regard to the previous saddle because they've got a, a relatively new saddle. This is not brand new, but he thinks that the uh, the old saddle was stolen by um, Texas Tech quarterback Rodney Allison his senior year when they won. He thinks it's in Rodney's garage. Well, okay. that seems if it is, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, he yeah. seems like someone who deserves it. Yeah, so... So, uh, but they're going to try to bring it back and then maybe there'll be a little, hopefully there'll be a little cactus kind of thing added to the saddle. Uh, Coach McGuire did say he was going to wear a cactus shirt tomorrow on the plane, today on the plane. But they hadn't really talked a whole lot about the cactus thing. They focused on other stuff. That's good. So he'll leave the, he'll leave that to, uh, to other, other, other folks. So with regard to the, Black, white, red. Ooh, this is not good. When you look at the uniform watch, black helmets, white jerseys, red pants. In this particular combination, since they've been doing the uniform watch, 0-4. But as Billy Joe pointed out, he was 4-0 during why, his time. Why even get on the plane? <laughs> why even get on the plane? Well, you, you want to get your, you want to have your, have your shot. Save the money, put it into our cross country program. Okay. Why even get on the plane? Okay. Well, they're gonna they're gonna give it a go. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tempt fate, Jamie. They're gonna tempt fate with the uh, with the uniforms. Um, here's here's a couple of thoughts. Um, and because there's been, I think there's been uh, a limited amount of discussion, but quite a bit of discussion about it. So on the number of times that you've gone for it on fourth down so far this year. Um, this is a, a stat that Texas Tech has thrown out, and I, I think it's an interesting one. You have scored 86 points when being successful on fourth down so far this season. Okay? Okay. Um, Texas Tech so far this year is 22. Let me get this exactly right here for you. They're 22 of 36 on fourth down. Okay? So in the times that you've been successful, those – that have culminated in scores, you've got 86 points. The defense. What about the times that you, wouldn't you have to subtract off? Well, a lot of times you're going for it inside the five or whatever, and you score touchdowns, you would have had a field goal anyway. So you probably could subtract three from all of those. Sure, sure. You you got four more than you would have if you had kicked it. Sure. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that, the, the net game. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a fair, that's a fair, 
That's a fair thought. What if you go for it twice on for fourth down on the same drive? Do you, do you count those points twice? twice? No, 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 just no, once. No, just okay. once. Just once. But I think more impressively, the defense has only given up twenty points on the failures. And I think that's the more impressive stat than the. I mean, the eighty-six. You know, that's a pretty impressive number because you've gambled and won, right? Twenty-two out of thirty-six. But when you have failed. And you've put your defense in a bad spot. They've only given up 20 points. Yeah, defense now, has done well in that area. The other thing that was I thought pretty interesting was on the 15 interceptions that you have had this year so far, you've given up 34 points. 21 of those 34 have been pick sixes. So 13 points off of the remaining interceptions. They've thrown 15 picks this year. Gosh, that seems like a lot. Well, we didn't have 15 before last thing, before the last game. Gosh, you are, it looked uh, a lot better at before the last game. Two, two, so we're right. averaging about two a game. Two forty-two Goodness. of three ninety-one for twenty-seven hundred and four yards and fifteen interceptions. So, so really, what's part of what's part of what's hurting you? Obviously, is when you turn the ball over, you're limiting your offensive possessions. Okay, I mean that's elementary, right? Mm, yes, sir. But but I guess the point is is that your defense has really uh, responded. And Coach McGuire talked about how he was really proud of how the defense has responded to bad things. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that they would like to do from an offensive standpoint is to, in essence, help slow the game down a little bit. Uh, for his offense, especially to put the guys in a good spot, yeah, they did say the game's slowing down a little bit for Baron Morton, but they not necessarily slow the pace down, but just and I, I don't know that I can really explain it other than I guess they want it to to flow so that it's a, a little bit better for them, so that they're not I don't know maybe in just a, a panic, so to speak. He didn't use that word, but does that make any sense to you? Um, I mean, if you're playing with tempo, it's hard to slow the yeah, game no, down. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right, right, right. But he, I think he, and there, maybe in their minds, he wants the game to slow down a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think everybody wants yeah. the game to be slow in their minds. Yeah, yeah. That's... Somebody somebody asked about the status of Miles Price for tomorrow. Uh, I looked at my notes for Monday. I think he's good to go. He's not listed as not. He played last week, kind of. Yeah. Uh, had a big drop for you in the first half. Had a, had one catch last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of a. That's one of the guys that you would definitely love to see step up. Yeah, he's been a bit of a disappointment. I mean, he's just talented guy who just injuries have a couple different injuries have mm-hmm. really derailed him this year. And yeah, you could probably say the struggles with the quarterback have something to do with it too. But it's a guy I expected to be your. Your go-to, maybe your your star on offense, and that definitely has not been the case. Now, the the guys that uh, he listed as as questionable or out uh, included Demetri Moore and Monroe Mills. There was no mm. mention of the uh, and and Demetri Moore was. I really a, like Moore. Yeah, it was a. He said he said on Monday he should be back, but it was an ankle was his challenge. Remember, he went off in the second half, kind of tweaked tweaked mm-hmm. his ankle. Um, so, you know, should, should be, should be back. Uh, and then Monroe Mills, I don't know what his status is. That was not discussed last night. Um, so that's kind of a, a thing there for you too. Uh, 640 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint, Jeff McGuire, Chuck Hines, you as well. Look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to doubletea973.com for that or the mobile app. He did also say, and we'll get into this a little bit more in terms of coming back, that Tony Bradford had another year of eligibility. So he's trying to encourage him to come back, especially if his draft stock isn't kind of what they want it, what he wants it to be. 
He's he's got another year. He's going to get his masters in the spring, but but could come back and play next year for the Red Raiders. That's a quality dude. No doubt. Quality football player too. No doubt. You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at eight. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It <laughs> kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. Today is November the 4th, 2022. We'll get to a secret word here in just a moment. But first, here's Jeff McGuire. 1934, after uh, posting seven straight shutouts to start the NFL season, the Detroit Lions beat the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers 40-7 at University of Detroit Stadium, scored upon for the first time of the season, rushed for an NFL single-season record for 426 yards. Nice. 1953, new baseball park rule gives batter the option... Excuse me. New baseball Bach rule gives the batter the option of accepting the outcome of a pitch or the Bach. That makes sense to me. Yeah, so that means the guy can swing at it, and if he hits it over the fence, it's not a dead ball. Mm -hmm. And the runner advances, and the hitter just takes nothing. It's a two-run homer. Is that still today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 1959... Chicago Cubs shortstop Ernie Banks wins his second consecutive National League MVP. 1973, New Orleans Saints' first shutout victory. 13 to nothing over Jamie's Buffalo Bills. Archie Manning, maybe the quarterback in that game? Does that say that? I don't have that here. I don't know if he was the quarterback in 73 or not. Uh, Today would be a good day to be an Islanders fan. Specifically in 78 and in 1980. Because in 78, they start a 15-game undefeated streak where they start the season 12-0-3. Two years later, they would start the season of another 15-game win streak or uh, undefeated streak. And they would start at 13-0-2. the NBA announces four new franchises. The Charlotte Hornets, the Miami Heat, and in 1988, we would be joined by the Minneapolis Timberwolves and the Orlando Magic for 89. 2001, American tennis star Serena Williams wins the WTA Tour Championship in Munich, Germany, after Lindsay Davenport defaults the final due to a knee injury. That would be Williams' first season-ending title. And in 2009, in the World Series, New York Yankees beat the Philadelphia Phillies 7-3 in Game 6 at Yankee Stadium to win the Bronx Bombers' record 27th title. Hmm. It is National Candy Day. So, you know, have a piece of candy. It's always a good day for candy. Uh, Instead of doing birthdays for today first, we're going to skip to tomorrow because it's just much cooler. Tomorrow, happy birthday, Rayford Young. Okay. 45. One of my favorite Red Raiders. Uh, Today, Ralph Macchio, 62. P. Diddy, 53. Matthew McConaughey, 53. Uh, Des Bryant, 34. Laura Bush, 76. And Eric Karras is 54. (laughs) Des Bryant's only 34? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. I was surprised he was that old, actually. Okay. I mean... Mm -hmm. He was just catching touchdown passes in Jones Stadium, it feels like, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, obviously. He had an NFL career between the two. But uh, In this day in 1990, one of Jamie's favorite movies. Waterworld? No. Dances with Wolves. Mm. Uh, debuts in Los Angeles. The film, which opened across the United States, was a surprise box office success and earned 12 Academy Award nominations including Best Actor for Kevin Costner. Dances with Wolves took home seven Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director. 
And that is this day in sports history. <laughs> All right, it's time for our secret word of the day. It's brought to you by The Home Zone, where they make your house a home. Your chance to win $10,000. Have you started the process of notifying the qualifiers? I have. Okay, good. So the ones so far. The ones so far. So mm -hmm. your chance still to get qualified to win. All you have to do is go to double T973.com and enter this in. I'll give you a clue. Uh, prior to Jeff telling us what the New Orleans Saints did on this day in 1973, you would not have given a hoot that Archie Manning went 16 of 33 for 188 yards through a touchdown and rushed four times for 23 yards. But if you enter in Owls and win $10,000 as a result of that, you will. Owls mm -hmm. is our secret word of the day. Owls, O-W-L-S, very simple. Owls. So go Chuck to working on his yoga there. <clears throat> Double T ninety seven three. Oh, stretching. A little bit of a stretch there. <laughs> well, did you at least appreciate the the stretch a little bit? I mean, you know, I appreciated the yoga. That was that. <laughs> that was even beyond stretching. Okay. Uh, owls is the secret word of the day uh, coming up on November the eighteenth, which is what two weeks from today. Somebody's right. gonna, somebody's going to mm -hmm. win ten grand. So be uh, looking for details on all of that. But uh, thanks to the Home Zone and Double T ninety seven three for um, providing all of the cashola to um, bring this to you. All right, six fifty one this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T ninety seven three dot com for that or the mobile app. Uh, somebody says this. I think they said the Phillies wore those uniforms on every Thursday for home games all season long. I I missed that part of it. Okay, so. Hey, it was the first home game for the Phillies on a Thursday that Chuck watched this season. So it's the first time it happened. <laughs> I got you back, Chuck. Felt it sure felt like it there, didn't it? Did it sure feel like that, that Jeff had my back there? It did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, going back to uh, Red Raider football with uh, Joey McGuire, he um, talked a little bit. Uh, was asked about the JJ Sparkman ball. The simultaneous quote, simultaneous catch in the end zone. He said that he talks to the officials every Monday. Part of it is just trying to learn about their, you know, processes and vocabulary and things like that. But he said that what he was told is the defensive guy for Baylor had his foot down before Sparkman, and that eliminates the simultaneous ball. The simultaneous ball goes to the offense, but because the Baylor guy had his foot down first that eliminated that and that Baylor had more of the ball okay than JJ Sparkman yeah I never questioned the call at all so I, I never felt like Sparkman had control of the ball okay so I, I thought the Baylor guy who had way more leverage mm -hmm. it was easier for him to pull the ball and had a big advantage over JJ just with his positioning so I don't think it was that that Sparkman didn't fight for it or mm -hmm. was weak or anything like that. Yeah. It just, um, I mean, quite honestly, it was a poorly thrown ball. It was a up for grabs ball, and the Baylor player had had better positioning for it. And I, I didn't think it was simultaneous catch and that it should go to the offense. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of Red Raider fans tell me that they disagree with that. but Okay. Um, the pass interference before the half, uh, Coach McGuire said, I thought that was horrendous. He said, we'll talk about that off the air. Yeah, uh, I thought that one was terrible. Chris Level said he was still dwelling on that, and uh, Coach McGuire said he was too. Yeah, I thought that one was horrendous. Yeah. So, um, but you didn't lose the game because of that pass interference call. I definitely gave him a ton of momentum. No doubt. No doubt. Cause it, You're probably right, Jeff, but it definitely gave him a ton of momentum. It was a terrible call. <laughs> yeah. Here's something that he, he was asked. He was asked last night, if you weren't coaching, what would you be doing? This may or may not surprise you. He said that way back in the day, he had an opportunity once to be uh, an analyst on a high school football game for a broadcast and said if he wasn't coaching, he would love to be a broadcaster. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got a microphone he can come use anytime. I'd like he, him to coach. He, I like his coaching. We got a whole off season here that, you know, on a Tuesday he could come in and just hang out. Anytime. Right? Maybe you call later 80s game. Yeah. He could, I mean, replace the guy that's doing it quite ably. 
And people would be much more entertained with Coach McGuire, I'm sure. Well, we could have him on as a guest. He could be a guest analyst. I'd, I'd, just, I'd go to the concession stands, get myself some popcorn, and uh, just yeah. sit, sit right behind him. Like if Coach McGuire came and sat down, Chuck's going to get up and leave. There's <laughs> right. a better chance of Justin Verlander throwing a no-hitter uh, last night, today. Uh, I would say this. Uh, uh, <laughs> Could he make us better? Could he give us a chance to win? All those kinds of things. Yeah, he'd probably give us more of a chance to win. All right, it's just before 7 this morning on the morning drive. More tech football. We'll kind of dissect the game a little bit for you if you haven't already. If you have a score prediction you want to share with us, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22 Texas and humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that, <laughs> and of course they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Catch the show live weekdays from six to nine on Double T ninety seven three FM or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Fabulous Friday, and if you've got uh, big weekend doings that you want to share, if you're uh, headed to Fort Worthless to see uh, Texas Tech and TCU tomorrow, and uh, you got. Uh, tailgating plans that you want to share i mean it's an early start so maybe brick would be uh on the on the grill tomorrow morning they're outside Eamon carter if you have some cacti to to take with you um this from the yates flooring center chat line through the double c97 three mobile i presented by happy state bank uh, bullfighter says this if i had to describe y'all i'd say jeff is the texas bread JL is the meat that everyone loves. And Chuck is the mayo that I like but can't eat too much because it gives me a headache. Mayo gives you a headache? Mayo gi- that's right. That was the takeaway, right? Mayo gives you a headache. But you're the meat that everyone loves. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty good. What is Texas bread? Is that different? That's a thicker like, bread. Like Texas toast? Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's just yeah. not toasted yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. True. My bad. Which I don't know that I've ever seen. In a sandwich. Texas Bread not toasted, right? Like specific, like oh, man, I've make, seen it. You get toasted, but never yeah. just used without being make toasted. your grilled cheese out of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, this six yards of carry. Why would TCU throw the ball after watching the Baylor film? The key for this game for Tech is to take three and give zero and keep the uh, TCU offense off the field. That would be huge. Yeah. That would be that would be ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can give you a. Uh, I don't know if I have a time of possession here for. I do, uh, for TCU. Time of possession for TCU. That's well, pretty even between the offense and the defense. Thirty minutes and forty eight seconds to twenty nine twelve. Third down, they're forty seven of 46 percent. Opponents are forty nine of one twenty one forty percent. They're 8 of 15 on fourth down. Opponents are 10 of 19. I mean, here's the thing. The thing that, I mean, they give up points. Um, they average 44. They um, they only give 27.3, but, you know, in their conference games, so if you look kind of at They're the middle, last... middle of the pack defensively in the Big 12 conference. Yeah, I mean, they... You would think this offense would be able to score some points. Sure. I would, I would guess if it's a shootout... I mean, TCU's offense is really good, but I don't know. Does is Tech better off in a shootout, or would Tech be better off in a low-scoring game? I kind of, I was about to say that if it's a shootout, maybe the Red Raiders have a better mm-hmm. chance. But maybe I, maybe I changed. You're my talking mind yourself on that. out of that, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I I feel like shootout is best, especially if your offense is clicking. You know what you what you can't afford are long sustained drives. If your offense isn't clicking, you probably wouldn't be in a shootout, right? No. No, but I mean, I'm just saying. Shootout means both teams are scoring. Yeah, no, I know that. But what I meant by that was shootout was I know they're going to score a lot of points. I feel like you can score a lot of points, but you can't turn the ball over and score a lot of points. What's the strength of your team? Your defense. I don't like a shootout. I don't like a shootout at all. I want this to be a dirty, muddy 24 17 type game tops mm-hmm. like first one to 20 wins type game that 
wonder how the grass is there. It's supposed to rain today in Fort Worth. I think I'm. I, I think I am going to go with the defensive-minded game. Would be better off for the Red Raiders. You got, your defense is a little bit better than theirs. Make a good point. Uh, they beat Oklahoma I'm fifty-five. With you, Jeff. I'm with Jeff. Okay, they beat Oklahoma fifty-five twenty-four. One at Kansas 38-31. Beat Oklahoma State in two overtimes 43-40. Beat K-State 38-28. One at West Virginia 41-31. So that's the that's kind of what you're dealing with here a little bit. Um, the other thing is, is that they... See if I have this right here for you. I think I do. Yeah, uh, they get off to a fast start. They have outscored their opponents in the first quarter, eighty-nine to forty-one. And second quarter, they've given up more points than any other quarter. So if you're going to make your hay, that's where teams have made a little hay against them. And then in the fourth quarter, they've closed out well, eighty-three to forty-one. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I mean they've. Had a lot of games that were close that were mm-hmm. in doubt in the fourth quarter, and they've been able to make plays. And I don't know if that's them being more fresh, have more depth, mm-hmm. or if they've just made plays. But they definitely have found a way. Someone asked us, a, I mean, a really good question on the H Flooring Center chat line. And I don't even – I'm not bringing this up to disparage TCU, but mm-hmm. I can't find the question right now. But it was basically, do you really think that – TCU is the best team in the conference or the luckiest team in the conference. Can I say both? Yep. Because who who else are you going to say is the best? Mm-hmm. TCU's no doubt caught some breaks. Mm-hmm. No doubt with injuries to the quarterbacks and all that. There's no question. But I mean, I mean, they've also capitalized and t- taken yeah, advantage. Taken advantage, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I do think they've they've been lucky with some of that stuff, but at the same time, uh, I mean, who who? I mean, they beat Oklahoma State, they beat Kansas State, even though clearly Spencer Sanders was not right in that game, and 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 Kansas State had to play three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, we know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, and if the number two guy had been able to stay healthy, uh, you think they, they might have won that game? You think the K State coach said before the game, "We plan to use all three of them today." <gasps> I doubt <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Chris Clement, yeah. Um, so, but I don't. I guess I just feel like they're. You know, you like to use this term "team of destiny." Oh, you know? I haven't used it that in quite a while, though. <sighs> Eh, you mentioned it about one of the, either the Padres or the Phillies. Oh, being a team of destiny. Yeah, I oh, can't maybe remember. I did that, yeah. And I kind of usually roll my eyes at that team of destiny mm-hmm. stuff. But it just feels like it's all broken right for TCU this year. Yeah. yeah. Like it, things so far, have happened right. to, to help them. Like, uh, so I, I don't know. I, so I don't want to discount them at all. I, I'm not trying to do that, but I just don't think they're that far ahead of everybody else in the conference. Okay, and I think that's fair. I think that's a fair. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Who would you put as number two? Kansas State. And then Oklahoma State, three? No, I'd put Texas there now. You would, okay. Yeah, even though Oklahoma State beat Texas. I don't know, Oklahoma State just lost by 48 or whatever. Yeah. How, how, how they close? They just don't look like the same team that sure. they were at one point. How close do you think Texas is to K State? Think that think it's margin. We're gonna find out real quick, <laughs> right? Because they play this week. Yes, <laughs> right. I'll ask I, you on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've said for for a few weeks, mm-hmm. I felt like the best two teams in the conference are Oklahoma State and Texas. I don't know that I've, I mean, bounced too far off of that from Texas, but. Mm-hmm. Man, that Quinn Ewers performance against Oklahoma State, 19 of 49, that's that's hard to be that bad. <laughs> 11 of 34 rivals it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just a couple things here on TCU. Red zone scoring, 29 successful times out of 33 attempts. They're 24 of 33 on touchdowns. So you're like, okay, well, how are the Red Raiders? Well, the Red Raiders are equally good in the red zone, 29 of 33, 83%, 88% rather. And they're 23 of 33, so they have scored one less touchdown than TCU in the red zone. Okay. I, I'm i going to say 
the coaches would probably like to be more in the in the mid eighties. I'm I'm just guessing here. Seventy three percent seems doesn't seem impressive to me. Twenty four of thirty three. Okay. I'm not sure what the number is. Yeah, I, don't, there, I guarantee you, there's a number. Yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. Can I take a thirty? Absolutely. Can, what? So, what's your take? I mean, is is TCU the best team in the conference? Yes, and they're the luckiest. I agree with you. I mean, like you said, who are you going to pick over them mm-hmm. at this point? I mean, you can't pick the team that just lost by forty eight, right? Mm-mm. Nope. I mean, I don't know. I still feel like if T if K State had hadn't lost Will Howard, you can even get past Martinez because I think Howard's a better quarterback. If they had lost Howard, I mean, remember K State was up twenty eight to ten, right? 20, yes, seven ten, twenty eight ten. I guess K State would be the one, but but they just beat them. <laughs> so it's not, <laughs> you know, it's just. But if they played ten times. With a healthy Will Howard, I yeah, I feel like K State's winning seven of those. Well, and they six. could play again. Well, they're probably gonna, probably gonna. Uh, and we'll just have a purple love fest in the Big Twelve championship game that I will watch zero plays of. By the way, Adrian Martinez is available; has been a full participant, but uh, so far, Chris Kleiman, the K State coach, is mum on who will be the quarterback starter. Was- what was even wrong with Martinez? I think he had a lower leg injury. Okay. I think. Um, Kleiman told um, Big 12 Radio, the team will find out on Saturday who starts a quarterback. We are prepared for both. We have to. That's what Coach Sarkeesian said. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T97.3 FM or on the Double T97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you got, Kimisabi? All right. This is this is the boring one. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is the boring one that I like to go to on Fridays, but... Mm. I'm I'm gonna let you pick just one thing. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to do that. This has to happen. What is this? If Texas Tech is gonna win on Saturday, and you could, if you want to, just say they have to score more points than TCU, then knock no, yourself no, out. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm not, I'm not gonna be that guy. This this has to happen. Um. You know what? I'm just I'm going to do something. I'll say get off the field on third down. You have to put them into a position where they're punting the football. Okay. Okay. And I think you can do that because of because of the defense, Jeff. I don't know how I want to word this, but I know what the outcome needs to be. You need to force them into long second and third downs, so that you can force them into one dimension. So I guess it's be good on first down defensively. Yeah. But I, but, but what, so what it leads to is them becoming one dimensional. Yeah. Offensively. It's not just a, Oh, Hey, we're really good on first down. Then they get all of it on second down. It's the comment. You've got to force them into those long situations Mm -hmm. so that they have to play into some of your strength. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. That, I mean, that was something that was crossing my mind about them becoming a one-dimensional football team, offense, one-dimensional offense. Um, that I think, I, I think you in this game. I think I'm picking my poison here. I think I would want them to try to become a one-dimensional team as far as throwing the football and not running the football. I'm more nervous about running the football, as I said earlier. Well, this will show you. My answer will show you my confidence level in the game for certain. Um, I think you got to win the turnover battle by at least two if you're going to win this football game. I can't really see a scenario where you're playing even up on turnovers and stopping their offense enough. Why don't you just say plus three because that's what they want to do. I, I don't think that has to be that bad. Okay. Just plus two. Plus two. Just plus two. Well, and then you could add to that, right? With saying, and then you have to turn it into points. Sure. Or, and then your sure. offense has to, 
make sure you're getting sevens. And although even if you're not getting points, those are stops. Yeah, that's for the fair. defense. That's fair, but and you imagine it's the stop in a good spot for you. Like not many turnovers happen on the one on your one yard line. They do happen from time to time, but that's not like where they normally happen. Sure, they're normally in the middle of the field somewhere that you can really. I don't want to say take advantage of, but prevent them from doing anything with that possession. Yeah. It's what killed Tech last yeah. week. So, I mean, again, as I said, that clearly shows that my confidence level is not super high in the game to feel like you're, you can't just go even up in the turnover battle and win the game. Here's some uh, comments from the 8th Morning Center chat line. Uh, O-line has to work and protect, okay? Pressure Duggan and control his rushing ability. Yeah, that's the hard part. Those two things are are difficult to get together, right? To pressure him, but at the same time control his rushing ability. Because mm-hmm. how many times have we seen it with sometimes our quarterbacks, other quarterbacks? You pressure them too much, and then they take off, and it's a big play running the football. Just so do a little dance, and then boom, down mean, the field. So you have to. I don't know what the right term is here, Coach McGuire or whatever. Have one. To, you have to create this pocket that they can't get out of, and where they feel pressured, but. At the same time, they can't just cut through it and be off to the races. Let me give you a little defensive coordinator speak here. Okay. You have to be gap sound. Yeah. Yeah. Gap discipline is a good good term, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with regard to uh, the turnover department, here's your numbers going into the ballgame. Thanks to the five interceptions last week, you're minus seven in turnovers this year. That's 10th in the Big 12. 119th in the NCAAs, okay? TCU is plus six. That's second in the Big 12 and 20th in the FBS. So, Like one of these teams is undefeated and the other team is trying to get bowl eligibility. Yeah, it speaks to hmm. kind of exactly what you're, what you're talking about there. Uh, this, Jamie, to add to yours, you can't be turning it over on downs over and over either. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. However... I mean, this feels like a game to me where TCU is going to be able to score, and so you can't you can't just say, "All right, we're going to punt," because you got to keep up. Mm-hmm. You got to keep up. So, to me, it feels like a game where you need to be going for it on some fourth downs if you're in those situations. Well, you're gonna. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, well aware. You're you're, you're gonna. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 gonna. Um, when it when it comes to that. 7.36 this morning here on the morning drive. Your thoughts, your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, this, I think you can be even up on turnovers. They just can't be momentum-killing turnovers on your part, i.e. turnovers in the red zone or turnovers that leads to points to get them back into the game if you have a lead. Well, I, you know, the offense has given up more points on turnovers than, than the defense. You know, we talked about this earlier, Coach McGuire pointing out, you know, last night that on the 34 points that you've given up on turnovers uh, so far this year, 21 of them have been pick sixes. Now, you can't afford the pick six. We got to work on our tackling from our offensive unit. But... <laughs> Guys, what's going on there? Put Baron Morton out there in a kind of a turnover drill. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'd say it's the wide receivers. They've got the first chance to make tackles. Yeah. They're the closest. All, what are these old linemen doing? <laughs> I got to get off their blocks and go get to that guy. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get. Uh, hey, you get started this train. We're just riding with yeah. you on it. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, this stick to your number one quarterback. Tech in all caps needs to win this game. And then he says, finishes it with go horns. What the hell's that mean? I'm less inclined <laughs> to win this game now. <laughs> he also spells horns without a capital H. Right. Hashtag wreck them. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. Confused. I, I think is this, tech- a, is this a Texas fan that yeah. wants TCU to lose because he hates TCU? Or maybe it's a Texas fan that wants UT to get into the Big 12 championship game. So they sure. need I think some it's losses. A Texas fan for, needing TCU to lose so yeah. Texas can get in the uh, yeah. Big 12 championship game. But man, you got to spell your own team with a capital. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless you're dissing them. Well, but you know, it's you know, sometimes you're all thumbs on your phone. You know, you're trying to trying to get that text in. You know, <laughs> and autocorrect could have got it. Yeah, like autocorrect could have lowercase it because you don't need to capitalize horns. Yeah, ever. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah.
Uh, Josh says this. I think it's going to be close. Plus eight and a half on the road. It will be a one-score game in the fourth. Then who knows? But he says we will be in it. Okay. We'll be in it. Yeah, it's good to, good to know that we'll be in it. Hopefully we'll win it. A uh, couple yeah, things. Really difficult to win it without first being in it. Yeah, right. Uh, scoring offense, uh, TCU is first in the Big 12, Texas Tech seventh. Total offense, TCU is first, Texas Tech is second. Rushing offense, TCU is second, we're ninth. Passing offense, Tech is first, TCU is second. And then you look at um, at the defense. Total defense, Tech is fourth, TCU is sixth. How about that? But against the rush, Tech is seventh. Against the pass, TCU or Tech is second, and that's where... Coach McGuire was talking about what your corners have done for you. Mm-hmm. You know, Adrian Taylor, Demerson, and, um, and, your, and Malik your def- Dunlap. And your defensive front's been able to put pressure on quarterbacks, too. This, this may surprise you. Quarterback sacks, TCU is eighth, Tech is fourth. And he talked, uh, Coach McGuire did, talked about Tony Bradford yesterday, saying, hey, coming into this season, he didn't have any sacks. He's had like three so far this year. Um. So those, those are, you know, some interesting interesting mm-hmm. numbers there for you uh, when you look at this. Time of possession, Tech is sixth, TCU is fifth. So it's not like a K-State offense that's going to eat the clock up. Right. You know, which is, I think, always good because I think that becomes problem when somebody goes on these 18-play drives and takes 10 minutes off the clock. It makes it so doggone difficult to kind of get back into the game. 7.40, boom, 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 is next this morning on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. We are flying through it today. If you have a score prediction that you want to get uh, registered, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or the Benchmark Hotline. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing. So far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just, <laughs> as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thank you for being with us. We'll make predictions and uh, talk about the other Big 12 games at 8.30. Show versus show. Morning Drive continues to dominate over the end of the bench. The bottom line and Tech Talk. Bottom line and Tech Talk are both in single digits. Morning Drive's got a powerful five-point lead over the end of the bench. Six on the bottom line and seven on Tech Talk. We're just killing it. <clears throat> killing it. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's not how we thought this was going to go, right? Pro- pro- probably not. No. Pro- probably not. But. In fact, the way it has gone is about the opposite, the okay. way I thought it would have gone. Okay. I uh, I thought of you last night when, uh, a couple times when Coach McGuire was talking on Red Raider football with uh, Joey McGuire. He was asked about his pregame routine. Uh, he likes to walk the field and listen to Jason Aldean. And then he walks, he said, I walk our sideline. He also said that he has a lucky coin <laughs> that he is... <laughs> He has kept with him since 2003, okay? He has it in his right pocket. That's cool. Okay? And he's added another coin. He he said it came from uh, uh, a Texas Tech veteran. Uh, so I'm not sure I'm not sure what all it was, but he has he has just added that to his his coin. So um thought that was kind of interesting. He was asked about his uh favorite nickname on the team and uh, he listed off jaybug rabbit muddy jaybug yeah the menace who's jaybug um and uh De- dennis wilburn is uh the, the menace uh jaybug <sighs> we probably can look at the roster and figure yeah out. he's one of the defensive guys somebody with a j first name and i think it's um it's a, the, one of the guy's names i can't pronounce Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Jader, uh, hang on a second here. Anyway, anyway, so uh, and he was kind of a fan of the, kind of fan of the, uh, of the of the nickname, Coach McGuire's. 
I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have a problem calling mm-hmm. people nicknames that I truly know. Yeah. Or like, if that's like their, like Pop Isaacs. Yeah, right. I mean, we didn't even know he uh, had another name. Jalen Hutchins is uh, J-Boog. J-Boog. Yeah. Um, but I just have. Thank you. I don't know, it's, it's a little uncomfortable for me to act like I'm buddy-buddy and calling nicknames to people I don't, mm-hmm. I've never met in my life. Okay. Yeah. But again, if that's the name that they, I mean, again, Pop Isaacs. <laughs> What's his name, Richard? Yeah, Richard, yeah. Richard? Yeah. yeah. You're I'm not going to go up to him and say. Yeah. Yeah. He calls Tony Bradford the mayor. The mayor. The mayor. No, and... I probably would call him Tony. <laughs> oh, he's pretty big. I'd call him Mr. Bradford, sir. <laughs> well, he's going to be like a mayor or something. That's what he, yeah, yeah. he's, uh, no. yeah, he wants to be a policeman, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's just, and, and to each their own on the whole nickname thing, sure. you know, I, I, you know, and, and I mean, I think if you're a coach, you're obviously you're super tight with those guys is, and that's 100% acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um. He said this about uh, Tony Bradford, that he said he has come the furthest um, since the spring in doing what they want them to do, just in terms of using his hands and his technique and -hmm. and things like that on on defense. I think he's a pretty underrated player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, One of the things that he was really frustrated about with the Baylor loss was, you know, their performance, and we talked about how felt like it you know it was a big moment and they you know a sold out crowd and blackout and night game and playing Baylor and all those kinds of things and then he said this he said with regard to Patrick Mahomes he said he is real he said you can t- tell that he loves this university he said he shook everyone's hand he said uh, coach McGuire said I wanted him to go home with a win and feeling good about things. And he was really disappointed that they couldn't do that. But uh, described him as uh, as genuine and, and real. And uh, yeah, I think all, that's, those, all those kinds of things. I think that's um, quite a compliment. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, and, and I think that's how the encounters you hear with Patrick Mahomes, that's what many people would say. Yeah, which makes you 100% believe it to be pretty much who he really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, somebody had asked, and somebody's answered this on the uh, Yates Learning Center chat line, but he was asked about the who's going to be the starting quarterback, and he was asked by the audience last night, and he said that Baron Morton will be the starting quarterback. The one thing that we didn't know, um, and this sometimes you get these on this particular show, he's a little more glib than just when he's sitting in front of the medium uh, because part of it is to entertain the audience and the listening audience. Um, not that this is entertaining, but he said that Barron will start. He said he's getting healthier and healthier, but then added that his ankle was banged up again last week. And it's kind of one of those deals, once you have an ankle injury, and I think you've had one before, until you really get a chance to rest it, it's going to be there with you, depending on how severely it's sprained or what the you know the injury is. Just kind of one of those things that just takes time to heal, and in a week or two, it's just it's it's not going to be the case. Where is he? When does he sound more glib? I think on he's, Thursday nights or yeah. with the media. No, I think all the coaches have been a little more glib on Thursday. I think they're. I don't. I think he is less guarded uh, on Mondays when he meets with the media. In terms of, I think, I think he's relatively open on some things. I think he's. Um, he kind of meanders on Monday a little bit, but I think he's mm-hmm. he's more op- I think he's more conversational on Monday than Matt Wells. Uh, I think he's more conversational than Cliff Kingsbury, but that's that was Coach Kingsbury's mo even on his radio show. Um, so I, th- I so I've never used the word glib before. So I just I've heard it before. Yeah, never used it. I just looked up the definition. Fluent and voluble, but insincere and shallow. Mm. So when is he being insincere and shallow? I, okay, well, I don't. I, I wouldn't have. I would. I would not have used that definition to describe him then. Yeah. Okay. 
then perhaps I'm using the word glib wrong. I mean that in a so the, I mean I, that in a good way. I meant him being glib in a good way. I would guess Thursday he's more open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just more. I mean, he's fun loving. How about that? Yeah. You know, is likable. More gregarious. Gregarious, yeah. And I think he's, he's pretty more gregarious. casual. Yeah, more relaxed. casual. Yeah, more relaxed. Maybe that's better. Than that's he better is word. in front of the media. Well, but I think he's very relaxed in front of the media too. But maybe a little guarded in front of the media compared just a to Thursdays. Bit, uh, just a little bit. I mean, just, just, just. I mean, I think he's. I, I think I put... had in my mind that glib meant like sad or depressing. Okay. Well, and, 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 mine, and I was completely wrong. I'm yeah. completely wrong. Well, I'm wrong, yeah. too, in how I used it, because I had glib kind of as being a little bit more in the same kind of vein as gregarious. Is how I, I would describe him as a gregarious guy. I would describe him as a very approachable guy. I would describe him as a uh, kind of a, you know, every, every, you know, kind of a regular Joe kind of guy. That's how I would describe him. I don't know him. I've not done anything personal with him or, you know been out for a beer or drinks or dinner or anything like that so but i just you keep using that word i don't think you know what it means princess bride and parenthesis okay well again i'm clearly wrong so okay let me say that correctly because it's going to bug me if i don't you keep using this word i do not think it means what you think it means That is the quote from Princess Bride. Okay, I've never seen that movie. It's like one of Jeff's favorite quotes. He says it a lot. I've never seen that movie. He says a lot. Must be because you and I say things wrong. Somebody says this, Jamie Thesaurus Lint. No, no, I had to look it up. Yeah, no, right. I I had the definition wrong, too. The only difference is I don't use the word. I meant... Because I don't... I, I wasn't certain of what it really meant. I meant that in I meant that from an enjoyable standpoint, not to be disparaging. That, and that's what my that's what I was yeah. trying to get. I yeah. didn't think that you meant that. No. I was trying to No, I, I meant tr- that in a I meant that in a complimentary manner. Right. Both in his appearances on Monday, I find I've I've enjoyed going to the Monday press conferences this year. Did not enjoy them last year um, prior to Coach Cumby. I just didn't enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them this year. Are we going through the source the source or what? No, I don't know. We're not. Hey, we've just We're trying to We educated people today. And ourselves. Sometimes we do it on the Maybe fly. everybody else knew it, but you and I Probably so. <laughs> I th- probably probably so. So there's two people got educated. It's just you and me, Chuck, but oh well. We're in this together. <clears throat> Somebody says Chuck Wacko Hines. Yeah. That's I've got a little wacko in me. Like I've said before, we all got a little freak in us, right? 825 this morning here on the morning drive. We'll make (laughs) predictions next. (laughs) There's probably a little freak in everybody. You've been listening to the morning drive podcast from double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock sports station, go to double T 973.com.